Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Terradome Highway Podcast. I'm your host, Sid Davis. This is episode 17. You can find the show on Apple Music, Spotify, and anywhere else you can get podcasts. Go ahead and follow the official Terradome Highway IG page, which is at Terradome Highway Podcast. And you can follow me on my regular account as well, at Davis. Sing your thoughts. Do you have any questions? Anything horror movie related, you want to hear me talk about something, a movie, I probably, there's a lot of movies I haven't seen. Of course, the classics. I'm familiar with all the classics. I've seen the majority of them, but if you want to hear me talk about something, go ahead and shoot those emails my way. You can also slide in the DMs and, and let me know what you want to hear me talk about, you know? And believe me, there's a lot of movies that I have not seen, so do not hesitate to so like I said, slide in the DMs at Teradome Highway Podcast on IG or send me emails to Teradome Highway Podcast at gmail.com. I'm doing a bit of a, a switcheroo. I'm switching up some things here. I, I believe I spoke on this last week. I was going to do the Hitcher last week and I ended up being something completely different. This week I was going to talk about Suspiria from 1977 and Suspiria from 2018. We may still get that. In the next episode or so, but there have been some horror films that I've I've caught wind of. I just signed up for a yearly subscription on Shutter, so there there is a lot that I have to get to. And before I get into this episode today, I'll be talking about 2023's No One Will Save You, which is exclusive on Hulu. If you have not watched this film, go ahead and watch this right away, like immediately. Go ahead and watch it right away. Uh, don't watch the trailer. Don't even don't even waste your time watching the trailer. Just go ahead and give it a shot. It's on the main page of Hulu with everything else that's trending or whatever that you know other people are watching. Go ahead and give it a shot. Walk into this movie blind. Uh, shout out to Cole Jackson of Government Name Podcast. He sent me a DM through Facebook Messenger and said, "Hey, check this out." And I said, "Okay, cool." I've seen the promo posters for it, and I'm like, that looks cool. There's this girl that's levitating at the top of her house, getting sucked in by a UFO. And I was like, okay, Alien Invasion. I like sci-fi. I like sci-fi horror. And yeah, so I, I was already game for it. But he sent me the trailer. Didn't watch the trailer. I spent the last couple of days watching Saw 4, 5, and 6. And I finished it off with 7, 8, and 9 last night. Just in time for Saw X. I'm not too fond of the franchise at all. I never got the hype from Saw. I don't see what people like about it. Uh, Here's the thing. I did go see Saw X. And uh, it's not for me. I I just caught a matinee. I just wasn't filling up for it. I kind of wanted to kick back and chill for the rest of the day. So I purposely caught the matinee (laughs) and it's, it's okay, I guess. So saw X for those who don't know, saw X are events like weeks after the first movie. So it's saw 
Saw X is the sequel, and then you get Saw 2, so on and so forth. That does not mean that Saw 2 forward up to the ninth movie is non-canon. Everything is canon. It's just that the mistake that was made early on uh, was killing off Jigsaw. So, yeah, that was the thing. And this is the reason why Saw X takes place weeks after the original. It's okay. Um, I, I still don't care for it. I still don't get the hype. This also includes the Chris Rock movie, Jigs not Jigsaw, excuse me, Spiral, from the Book of Saw. I, I guess, I, I don't know. I don't know what the hell that was. <laughs> and mind you, I saw the first Saw when it first came out. After that, I, like I said, I bothered not to even pay attention to the rest of the movies. Spiral was that, probably the, yeah, it was the first movie that I've seen since the original at that time, so... Yeah, uh, Saw X was fine, I guess. It was whatever, I don't care. The only reason why I give this movie a break and I kind of I leave it alone and I don't really trash it is because I like Tobin Bell. That's it. Like, if Tobin Bell was not in here, I wouldn't even pay attention to the franchise, wouldn't even give it a look. But as I said before, I officially have a Shudder account and I've been watching a show called Slasher Ripper. Uh, slasher this new season is based on jack the ripper and i've seen slasher before when it was originally a part of netflix i thought it was okay uh, the first season for sure was yeah the first season for sure was okay uh the second season was all right you know the 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 twist the reveal of it was pretty interesting and i know it took a while for season three to come around that was fine. And then for a while, like I just kind of fell off. I slightly forgot about it, but I would see it from time to time when I had Netflix. And one night something in me just said, let me look up Slasher to see if they have anything new. And of course they had a, a brand new season. And it, I believe that season, the, the previous season takes place at this mansion. It's this family, this very crazy dysfunctional family. There were some moments in here that I was completely shocked by, like, what the hell is happening? That type of thing. But this new season is officially a part of Shudder. It's a Shudder original. It's based on Jack the Ripper. And I was, okay, cool. I didn't get really past the first episode. It's problematic. And when I say problematic, they're using modern-day language like how we talk <laughs> back in like the 19th century during the time. If you're familiar with the Jack, the Ripper story, you know what era that I'm speaking about when it comes to that. I doubt that they were speaking like we speak now. I, I don't buy it for one second. I was like, Oh, this is, eh, it's kind of throwing me off a little bit, but instead of actually taking the Jack, the Ripper route, they go off of this killer called the widow and even starting out jack is known to be this troublesome person like they people do not want to be around him they're familiar with who he is and they don't want to be anywhere near him and he gets antagonized by this dude in the beginning of the episode and he wanders off he goes back into the direction that he was going into then he spots this person that's like in this black cloak, just completely covered. He thinks it's a woman. 
And like like I said, this is the first few minutes of me watching this episode. And all of a sudden, he gets tied up against the stone wall and his pants pulled down, his shirt, the back of his 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 coat is open and his shirt. She cuts it. I think it's a I think it's a woman. I don't know. But it's cut open with the the shears and the the killer disappears. And he's looking around like, what the fuck was going on? He's still tied. He can't see what's going on. All of a sudden, the widow comes back up and starts stabbing him with the shears, cutting his back up. And it it, it starts the episode slasher, ripper, whatever. I don't know. I'm going to give this series a chance. It was just throwing me off the way that they were talking to each other. I'm like, this is 19th century. Like, I, I doubt they were speaking that way. Like, this is not realistic for me. And that's what kind of turned me off. But I went to Hulu right after that and started watching No One Will Save You. And after I watched No One Will Save You, there are a couple of Hulu shorts, like horror shorts. I'm going to watch those. Those look interesting. And they're no longer there. I think the shortest one was like five minutes. The longest one might have been probably nine or ten minutes. I don't know. I'm going to check those out and see if they're worth talking about i'm pretty sure that they are i mean if there's shorts like that being thrown on hulu i'm pretty sure it's worth me talking about on this podcast but i watch no one will save you and boy uh what a movie what a movie it, it's yeah it, it threw me for a loop man uh, there was one scene that kind of pissed me off a little bit but quickly they they picked it back up like it was nothing my overall thoughts of this movie, off of just first watch, I really liked it. Like I said, I like sci-fi horror, and when you mesh the two together, it's it's undeniable. There's some sci-fi horror that's kind of eh, it's it's a little shaky at times. I you know, it's a it's a genre or a meshing of the two genres that have had their ups and downs, a lot of downs, but. This right here really threw me off guard. I'm glad I didn't watch that trailer. And um, I am impressed. I'm impressed. It starts off really slow and then out of nowhere. They get right to it. Don't worry about it. They start off a little slow for a couple of minutes. And then the the events that take place right after uh, the, the beginning of this movie. I didn't expect them to get into it that soon. But once they get into it, it's just... it keeps going it keeps going there's a little bit of a slowdown but then it just it kicks right back up in the full gear and i'm like what the fuck is it? like what's happening you'll have that question run through your mind constantly while watching this like what the hell is going on and why is there an invasion and it's really cool it, they don't really explain why there is an invasion or why why the aliens are there normally we always get that exposition i guess on why that they're there, you know, War of the Worlds explained it a little bit. Close Encounters of the Third Kind explained it. Uh, who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? There's another one out there that's The Last Day the Earth Stood Still explains that the, the thing from another world from the 50s, and then of course the the infamous remake from the 80s, which is the thing with Kurt Russell. They sort of kind of explain it on why the the thing is there and what it's capable of. Especially if you're into the comics and so on and so forth, they get heavily into why aliens invade and what their 
purpose is to be here. V explains that. I always talk about V on my other podcast, The Social Introvert. That's one of my favorite series, the, the original and the reboot series. I love both of them. But yeah, this one doesn't really get into all of that. So without further ado, we're just going to go ahead and jump into this. Here is the trailer for No One Will Save You. No One Will Save You from 2023 is directed by Brian Duffield, starring Caitlin Dever. There's some other actors in here, of course, but the sole focus is on Caitlin Dever, who plays the character Bryn. This movie sits currently at an 81% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb, a 60 on Metacritic, and a 3.2 on Letterboxd. So... This movie, from what I was looking up, did a little bit of research. This is a movie that sat for 30 or almost 40 years, and it was originally a Steven Spielberg treatment, which makes this even more interesting. I'm like, wow. <laughs> like, this was sitting, like, just waiting to be picked up. That's insane. But, you know, Steven Spielberg is Steven Spielberg. He didn't have to rely on this whatsoever. This was something that he probably just did on the side and said whoever decides to pick this up whatever go ahead have at it knowing that i pick up a couple of beats from steven spielberg watching this movie it's just some beats here and there but not too much to sit there and say oh brian duffield is ripping from steven spielberg is not like that whatsoever so this movie starts off very very slow uh, we're focused on this girl living in this home by herself and i'm guessing this is how she lives from you know from day to day and she seems sort of antisocial kind of to herself, not really interactive with a lot of people like that. Like we, we noticed this already. 
the average watcher, casual watcher of movies like this will probably sit down, press play, and they say, okay, there's nothing happening. Like, why is this girl just doing nothing, you know, around the house and stuff like that? Nightfall comes around, and this is why I said it gets there very quickly. We notice that there is some sounds going on outside. It wakes her up, and she noticed there's some movement around the house or outside of the house. Her front door is open and it quickly makes its way into the house. We don't know what the hell this thing is yet. And she she's pretty good about moving around the house. She gets upstairs, closes the door very slowly uh, before this thing can get to her. And she notices her bedroom door about to be open. She quickly makes her way across her bed and hides on the other side. Door opens and we see this very lanky figure with this head and it has this odd movement about it now this poster for no one will save you you kind of know already okay alien invasion but watching it you're still you're, you're still curious on what the hell it is and it moves very weird too so whenever it opens the door and it kind of walks in like in a weird i don't i don't know i can't even describe it it walks very slowly just very modest about it and gets closer to the bed and she's hiding the entire time like under just to see what the hell's happening the alien makes its way over the bed and you see its feet moving around the design of this alien is very basic i will say i do i still like the design of the aliens but it's a very basic design from what we see as aliens the big eyes the giant head the skinny little body and the, the lanky limbs and everything like that so it has that basic look of what we've always figured what an alien looked like and before i proceed before that while she's going around the house trying to see what the hell's going on you're under the impression this might be some type of flesh and blood killer maybe like i don't know and you quickly find out what this thing is but back up to speed the alien leaves whatever she's as quiet as a mouse you can't hear so the alien ends up leaving she gets up from under her bed she makes her way to the stairs she notices her front door still open and this alien has made its way outside she moves as quick as she can to close her front door she does that and all the freaking lights start to flicker the music is blaring loud the refrigerator door freezer and the cabinets are like flying open and closed and everything and she manages to unplug some things and, you know, get that out the way. This alien is back in the house, attacks her, attempts to attack her. And she just swings around, I guess, I don't know, luck of the draw and stabs it in its head with a, with a wrench. And it just drops dead. <laughs> That's all that happens. She backs away. She sits down up against the wall and she just sits there until... Uh, the morning comes and this body of the alien is still laying there and the the house is a mess it's a wreck like the sofa's flipped over everything like it, it just it looks crazy and so she gets ready you know just like any other regular day makes her way out of the house she's walking through the town so the majority of this movie is her making a run for it through the town and but at first, she's walking through the town, and the people that are there, the locals are just looking at her a bit odd, like, 
the hell is going on with her or like something's off about her. She makes it to the police station and uh, this character by the name of, I believe it's Mrs. Collins, spits in her face, just stares at her very angrily for about a minute, spits in her face and walks away. And the cop just looks at her and walks off. There are two other police officers at the front desk. They kind of look at her. And she just walks out of the police station, makes a run for it. She sees a bus and she figures, let me buy a ticket, jump on a bus, and then just whatever. She's on a bus and she feels good about herself. There's about maybe, there's the driver. Then there are like two, maybe three other people that are all the way in the back. She makes her way to the middle of the bus and just sits down. This is where it gets more interesting to me. I was I was hyped about it. So the guy that you see just sitting, excuse me, sitting all the way in the back of the bus gets up. It sits in the seat behind her. And she's kind of looking like, what the fuck? Like, did someone just move directly behind me? And and so nothing's happening. She decides to get up and make a move for it. The guy that sat behind her grabs her by the shoulder and turns her around to look at him and you see his throat. Something's in his throat. You don't know what it is, but he's moving all types of weird. And I'm like, wait a minute. What the hell is going on? The bus driver can see this in the rear view and he slams on the brakes. The guy falls back and he's just laying there and nothing's happening. And all of a sudden he like gets up or he looks at her and does like this crab walk towards her. I was like, Oh hell, here we go. (laughs) That is still some of the creepiest shit to me when you do that in movies and you got somebody like doing the crab walk up the wall or just doing a simple crab walk after someone It's just, it's scary down the stairs, up the stairs. Doesn't matter. Creeps me the hell out, but this happens. And this dude is crab walking on the seats of the bus and she makes it off and and makes a run for it. This guy gets off and he's just staring and he just starts to walk real slow after her. And you don't see him after a while. She's still running. She gets to a house where she sees a group of people just looking up at the sky. The clouds are kind of forming in is, is getting a little darker outside. The clouds are coming in and they're looking up with their hands in the air and you get to see firsthand what's happening to them. They are going through the same thing that this guy that was on the bus is going through. Something in their throat. You don't know what the fuck it is. And obviously it's kind of interpreted that they're being controlled by aliens. She continues to make a run for it. They all turn to her to look at her and she bolts the hell out. She gets back home. By this time it's already somewhat dark already. She gets ready. She sets up home alone traps and and all of that so i'm not home alone traps i'm over exaggerating but she lights the stove on fire takes out several pots and fills them up with water puts them on the stove and you know just kind of you know just ways and areas around the house for her to use so if something tries to come in she can fight back so obviously nightfall comes around again there's another alien that comes in and <laughs> And she, how many, I like, this is my first watch, so please forgive me. How many aliens did she take out? I don't know if this girl was hired at one point as a contract kill. I don't know what she is, but 
I'm sitting there like, how is she going to get out of this? And then she's just miraculously finding clever ways to take the aliens out. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, she's good. She's too good. So the alien drops in. And I'm, I'm really trying to remember which one this was. Matter of fact, there's a UFO. And you know it's a UFO because there's like light beam shining through the windows and trying to, I guess, see where she's at. You know what I'm saying? So the light shines in on the, the dead alien that she killed the first night when she had the home invasion, takes him back into the ship and drops down another one. She runs into the basement of her home. And I believe this alien, this alien was a little shorter, had sharp claws. This was a, a mean fucker. I'm going to tell you right now, but this to me was one of my, Probably one of my favorite moments of the movie, I should say. Uh, yeah, probably one of my favorite moments. I don't know. I'm going to watch this again. But this fight between her and this alien was really cool. She kills this one. Let me see. Okay, there's a fight between her and this alien throughout the kitchen. And she takes the pots full of boiling water and throws it on him to slow him down. And he's struggling. He's like, what the fuck? Like, What, the, what is this? And she has, she's down to the last pot, and she throws water on it. And he's figuring he should just take his time now and leave it alone. So she's she has this pot in her hand trying to like keep him from jumping at her. She makes her way to another part of the house, and the alien just stops and has this weird, I guess, pose, this weird stance. And it's just standing there. It's not doing anything. She continues to back away. And continues to back away, and it's still standing there, not doing anything. This was kind of creepy, because I'm like, what is this thing trying to do? Like, what's happening? Is there another alien behind her? She closes the door real slowly, and all of a sudden, he rushes at the door, clawing at it, trying to break through. He gets through, and she picks up a mop, hits him in the head with it, and he grabs it, breaks it in half, but she takes the mop again, the wooden part. And stabs him and pins him to the wall. And it's still screaming. So she takes the, the freezer door and then just slams it on its head. And it, it kills him. And that's when I was like, is she like a former assassin or something? <laughs> I was trying to figure this out. And I'm like, why are they after her? Like, is she like, did she kill like a horde of aliens at one point? And so like, is she like young Ripley from Alien or something. I don't know, man, but this chick is good. She's really good. So I'll speed this up because it gets cooler from here. So she gets outside. She makes a run for it. And she sees another alien, if I'm not mistaken. I think this one was much bigger. And the limbs, it looked like a spider. And that's when I'm like, oh, yeah, she's she's done for. This is it. Uh, she backs away into the clothesline. There's like some sheets on it. And she backs up into the guy that tried to attack her on the bus earlier, grabs her by the head, drags her out into the middle of the field. And this alien is just standing there trying to communicate with him. And the UFO ends up and it's getting ready to, I guess, suck her into the ship. So before the beam could shoot down to suck her up, she kicks him just in time so she can escape, and it gets him instead. And she makes a run for it. This big, lanky fucking alien is chasing her down, and 
it looked like something similar to a quiet place. So I, was, I got excited about that and it kind of disappears. She was trying to figure out where it was. And this thing is at the top of her house. It jumps down, tries to get her. She crawls through the car. The alien barges at the car, trapping itself inside. Like it has long limbs. It's stuck. And so she takes her lighter and lights the, the gas tank on fire, blowing the car up with the alien. And that was that. That was really cool to me. Another alien comes in. Another one. They send another one to get her. And that's when I'm like, she had to have done something crazy to the aliens for them to continue to go after her. Like, this is insane. And then we get into that. She has a little bit of trouble going against this one. And all of a sudden, this red beam of light grabs her and then holds her up in the air. This alien follows her to where she is and shoots up this weird, like, squid-like thing, and it goes into her mouth. Next thing you know, it's morning time. She's screaming. She's like, oh, my God. Like, I had a nightmare type of thing. And I got to give it credit to the filmmakers. Or the There's no dialogue. There's, barely, there's little to no dialogue in this movie. That's what I was impressed by. And so... It was all a dream, I guess. And I'm sitting here like, oh, my God, you did one of these things. Like, come on, dude. I was a little upset, not realizing this was a dream sequence or like a a certain reality or like a sequence of her memory, excuse me, to see what took place before. We find out that she has a friend named Maud and her and Maud are in the woods and they're playing and just like, you know, kids, they'll get into arguments or whatever. And you know, it, 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 so on and so forth, water under the bridge is nothing. Maud pushes Bryn down and then Bryn picks up a rock before that. We see her walk out of her house and we see police sirens and, you know, an officer and two police officers just sitting there just distraught and sad and, you know, she, they can't see her or anything. So this is just like in her memory. And so she goes out into the woods and she sees Maud and Bryn fighting. And of course, like I said, Bryn is pushed down. Bryn picks up the rock and she sees herself picking up this rock and hitting Maud in the temple, instantly killing her. Now, at first, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, okay, well, was Maud an alien? Now, you could, that could be up for interpretation. She could have been an alien. Uh, that were, that wasn't my thoughts at first. I don't think she's an alien at all. I think the point, uh, in the invasion is that they're just there to study humans. That's all I think it is. It's just a simple invasion that they're trying to do, and the aliens won. Um, let me see, a Stepford Wivesy invasion of the body snatchers type of thing. You know, she's the only one that's going around and noticing the crazy shit that's happened. But of course, this take, this new take in 2023 is a character who probably knows that an invasion has happened. But with the events that took place and since then, it's almost like she's been trapped within this house sort of like a a mental house arrest or a a mental, I don't know. There's something that's blocking her from being who she really wants to be. Like I said, 
you get this sense of her being antisocial and kind of like the weird one. Not really, not a social butterfly whatsoever. So when we get this weird squid-like thing in her mouth and it goes into her throat and she's having this weird sequence of memories and then eventually she gets sucked into the ship, she's some, I guess, getting examined by the aliens. And I guess, I don't know, I guess they can see how fucked up she really is and say, okay, this chick already has like a few bodies on us and I don't think we want to mess with her. (laughs) I joke, I kid. But I think they kind of see who she is and then the events that happen and she has such guilt and at the same time trying to battle this thing of self-forgiveness. She can't forgive herself for accidentally, excuse me, I can't talk today, killing her best friend. Um, They just decide to let her go, I guess, from learning from the error of her ways, I guess. But that that's my interpretation of this movie. I think she knows that this invasion has already taken place. She just didn't want to believe it and has since then continued to live in the original reality or the way things used to be. I That's basically, that's my takeaway from this because the ending of this movie is a little weirder. That's what I said before. It gives off this invasion of, of the body snatchers, Stepford wives, uh, maybe some V or... What's that old movie with Tobey Maguire? Uh, Pleasant uh, Is it Pleasantville? It gives a little bit of that off. And so she's getting ready. And I guess she has a date. There's this function in town that's going on. She's getting ready. She looks great leaving the house. And the people that are there working on the house are there, I guess, fixing up the damage that has been done to her house, making it look a certain way that she wants it to look. I don't. I don't know. It's such an odd ending. But uh, she gets on her bike and makes her way into town. And she gets into town. And there's this dance number going on with the locals and everything. She joins in on the locals and they're dancing. And it's almost like in a sense of a controlled simulation. It's very weird. It's like everyone else around her is somewhat controlled by the aliens. But she's she's not. I don't, I don't know, dude. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's like y'all motherfuckers can be infected and taken over by the aliens, but I won't. I think ultimately she's forgiven herself, but at the same time, she has come to terms with this new reality of aliens taking over. The final shot is her like twirling around and turning towards the camera Looking happy, I guess. I I don't know, but the camera kind of zooms, not zooms, but pans up into the sky and you see a series of UFOs just sitting there. And it has this weird eerily title or ending card saying the end. And the the credits roll and yeah, dude, is a very odd ending. And there's people on the internet right now saying, well, she, she did get her happy ending. I'm like, does that look happy to you? Like that, her face, yes, she looks happy, but I think it's almost like, oh my fucking God, like, (laughs) where am I? What is this place anymore of, I don't know, like SOS distraught, like help me, I'm under duress, like, please help me. Like what can, can things become normal again? 
I don't think she's ultimately forgiven herself. She's come to terms of what she's done, but at the same time, she's still taking on a new type of mental prison, like a sense of danger that she has that she knows that she has to continue to live of what this reality is now with aliens invading. That's not a happy ending, dude. That is very, very dark. <laughs> and I guess that that's why this movie is called No One Will Save You. It's now there's a little nuance there. You know, people can jump in at any time and, and help and save you. But at the same time, um, no one can save you but yourself. You have to be ready to forgive and maybe forget those memories will still pop up in your mind, but you have to learn to keep pushing forward. No matter the circumstances, you're going to have, you're still going to have your bad days and those bad days may trigger an old distant memory, but you still have to keep pushing. Uh, but this, yeah, man, from those who are saying, Oh, she got her happy ending still. No, she didn't. <laughs> no, she did not. Aliens are still there. Like, that tall alien, that spider-looking alien shit is terrifying. And the fact that they have this telekinesis shit is scary as hell, too. Like, no way. This is not happening, man. But, yeah, I really did like this movie. A lot. Um, I give it a strong, a very strong 7.5 out of 10. I, I do like it. At first, I didn't know where it was going. It started off a little slow, but it, it quickly picks up in the full gear, man. And I'm still under the thought that this chick is a former assassin or contract killer or something. like. That. I don't know, man. But anyway, um, that wraps this episode up for me, man. Thank you for listening to episode 17 of the Terradome Highway podcast. Really quick, go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Davis, which is my regular account. Once again, follow the official Terradome Highway Podcast IG page at Terradome Highway Podcast and send emails, all things horror movie related, to Terradome Highway Podcast at gmail.com. Have a great weekend, and I'll see you guys next time. Peace.